What's going on, y'all? You tuned into the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast. I'm your host, Big Sarge, and I know I don't have the music coming in right now. Currently sitting in my truck, morning right now, almost with a thug tear coming down uh, uh, one side of my face because my team, the Oklahoma City Thunder, decided to do something so stupid. So I don't know. Let me just go ahead and do this. Hard work, work. See, that don't, just don't have the same energy, does it? Look, on today's podcast, I'm joined by the host of the Sports Business Podcast, Mr. Eric Compton. What's up, E? Hard work, work. <laughs> left, 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 trying to left. <laughs> and I'm also joined by my boy, Chris, who is host of the Two Big Dummies Sports, uh, Two Big Dummies Sports Podcast. What's up, Chris? What's up, baby? Now, listen, man, I got to go ahead. Let's just go ahead and jump right into this thing, man. And I am, when I say that my stomach hurt when I got up this morning, because I got home late after I was covering the Astros game. So I was like, you know what? The Astros lost. Verlander gave up four home runs. I'm just going to take myself to sleep. And what do I wake up to? Kawhi Leonard has signed with the Los Angeles Clippers. Not only did he sign, but he said, Hey, uh, PG, he said he probably sent Paul George um, a text that said, hey, big head, what you doing? And next thing I know, Paul George has left the Oklahoma City Thunder to join the Clippers. For what? We got the magical beans. This is Jack and the Beanstalk all over again. If draft picks don't mean nothing. Yes, I am venting. I am ranting because I am not happy as an OKC fan. Listen, don't be surprised. If within the next month, month and a half, you see me with a Brooklyn Brooklyn Nets jersey on that says Durant on the back, number 35. I ain't happy, y'all. I don't care which one of y'all go first. Just I go ahead, man. Well, <laughs> uh, BB, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was on the Sports Business Podcast last week, about seven days ago. I kind of said that I had an intuition that either Kawhi was going to stay with the Raptors or he was going to go with the Clippers. Now, I, I, just to give you a backdrop, B, because I think you and I talked early this morning, and I told you about the whole OKC trade. I told you that last night I had an intuition. I happened to be at the Aces game, and I saw John Wall, and I think I think Wes Matthews was at the game as well. And I just kind of blurted something out and said, oh, you know, and it, it hasn't been written in stone or anything, but I said that uh, I've been told that John Wall and uh, Bradley Beal might be moving to the Heat. And I said, for some reason, don't be surprised if somebody from the OKC Thunder get moved as well. And sure enough, here we go with, uh, like you said, uh, 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 Kawhi Leonard goes, you know, he hits him at about 11. He texted he text PG-13 about 11.59 last night. was like, hey, you want to start some stuff? And next thing you know it, here we are right here, the three of us sitting chopping it up about it, man. Man. And now, Chris, you was telling me, when we was talking just a few minutes ago, you said that the trade didn't make no sense because uh, OKC didn't get the right assets back for Paul George, right? No, they didn't get the right assets back. If you're gonna make a trade like that, where you're giving up basically your your offense and defensive firepower, mm-hmm. you gotta get something back in return. And you get Lou Williams for offense, and you get then you get Harold for defense. Or Beverly. If you get Lou Williams and Harold, makes your team competitive. I mean, and, to me, I mean, and it, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's always feel different, but I don't think Oklahoma City gonna be able to compete in the West this year. No, I, I absolutely not. Because you got you got Lakers who've gotten better, you've gotten 
The Rockets who stayed the same. You've gotten uh, Golden State, who's Golden State. Utah has gotten Jazz, better. Yeah. Utah has gotten better. Portland's Sacramento okay. has gotten better. Portland. Denver. Depending on where Iguodala and, and the Iguodala and Dwight Howard go, that team could be getting better. So, so I mean, I it, it's hard for me to believe that you're going to be able to compete. It, it, aren't they in the same division with 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 Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James? Yes, they are. They're in the same building. Yes. And see, and that's what I said. Um, I told somebody earlier on Twitter that, you know, having Kawhi Leonard and Paul George in the Staples Center is the equivalent to being married and letting your wife's boyfriend live in the house with y'all. <laughs> because that's, that's, exactly, that's exactly what just happened to the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, let me say this. Um, I, people, and, and this, is, this is just me. This is just me. Uh, I don't have any inside information on this. But people are saying that it may be Russell Westbrook's fault that Paul George left. And it's not. Paul George and Russell Westbrook did not have an issue from what I'm being told. They didn't have an issue. The issue was Paul George has always wanted to play in L.A. He's always wanted to go home. And if Magic Johnson, which, by the way, hey, E, let me ask you a question. Hmm. Uh, uh, Mr. Town Business, let me ask you a question. Do you think that Magic Johnson screwed up the Paul George and the Kawhi Leonard situations so bad that made that it made Jerry West come in and say, "Well, I'm I'm a way more better executive than than Magic," and, and went in and scooped him up because he he screwed that whole thing up with both of them from what from you know from the reports out there. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's as smiley cheesy face as Magic Johnson is. As far as being a front office executive, he's never been somebody who's really flourished into that position. So I wholeheartedly agree with you on that, BB. That I think Magic Johnson may have fudged it up a little bit. Um, that's just likely saying, you know, like we keeping the PG rated on the whole Paul George situation. I think the Kawhi situation, I, I, I kind of recant the Kawhi. I don't really think that was really Magic's uh, fault on the whole Kawhi situation. I think that's more of a Rob Palenka, LeBron James type of issue uh, personally. Um, and then also just with the whole debacle of how the Lakers front office has been ran the last year, year and a half or so with just the, the as the world turns soap opera that they got there. But definitely, I think, because it's my understanding that Kawhi wanted Magic Johnson in the t- uh, in the uh, negotiation talks with the Lakers and the Lakers. Didn't that leak? Didn't that leak after what they said? Didn't didn't they say that the conversation between him and Magic and Uncle Dennis leaked? I, I don't know if it I don't know if it leaked or not, but I know that Kawhi wanted Magic Johnson in negotiations, and I think if it's my my mistake, if I'm not mistaken, I think Jeannie Buss nixed that whole. She didn't want Magic around the whole situation, so I don't know who leaked what. I don't know who snitched on who, but I know Kawhi definitely wanted magic there at the negotiation. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. And Chris, I got a question for you right quick, so hold on. E, now I know why there was an earthquake in Southern California last night because they were preparing for the uh, whole uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard to the Clippers and Paul George to the Clippers bomb to drop. That's why y'all had... An earthquake out there last night. Hey, man, I ain't going to lie, bro. I'm from Oakland, California. We done been through earthquakes left and right. But I was at that game last night, bro, and I was low-key kind of spoke. Like, the whole stadium was swaying left and right as if it was – like, if it was, if it was just – Nobody was controlling it, bro. Like, it, it was something I ain't never felt. So, yeah, it was kind of – it was kind of a – it was like you said, man. All these earthquakes and whatnot was happening, it looked like it was something – the written the writing was already on the walls, bro. Yeah. <laughs> now, now – You see that wasn't a Zion effect? Huh? You sure that wasn't a Zion effect making the stadium sway? 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that one. So, you know, you look like he was a little spoke too when I was told. <laughs> He, he looked like he'd been already started eating too much of um that Jambalaya. good of cuisine, man. Some of that po boy, yeah. He did not look like he's in shape or he's been working out. Chris, you are a, a Rockets fan. That's that's no secret to anybody that knows you and knows uh-huh. the, the conversations that we have. What does the what 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 does Kawhi and Paul George to the Clippers do to the Rockets' chances of winning uh, a championship this year? Well, as far as the Rockets are concerned, because of the team that they have, it puts the emphasis back on Chris Paul. Because James Harden's going to have to deal with Kawhi Leonard and and um, uh, Paul oh, George. And Patrick get, Beverly. And, and Patrick Beverly. See, and James, Harden get past, James Harden can get past anybody. It's not, a question of, it's not a question of can James Harden still get his points. Because he can go past anybody. He killed Kawhi Leonard last Quickest year. Quickest first step in the league. Yeah, when they when they when they played um when they played uh Toronto, so it's not a question of him getting his points, but but uh Chris Paul got to come to the party, man. Mm. He got to come to the party. I mean, is he is he going to sit on the party, <laughs> or he going to squat? <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't understand what's going on. We did bring back Austin Rivers. Great move. Yeah, I mean, we need we need to sign Kenneth Reed back. I don't know why he didn't play in the playoffs. We need to sign him back. It's not gonna happen. Mm-mm. You won't get Kenneth Reed back. Him and uh, Dan eye to eye on certain things. So that's why Kenneth Reed didn't play. He got into Mike D'Antoni's uh, doghouse, and he never never recovered after that. I mean, like I look, D'Antoni to get over himself because whenever this kid was on the court, he was playing better than your starting center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was doing the things your starting center should have been doing. Yeah. Rebounding, tip dunks. I mean, like, like, like uh shoot shooting a five feet, ten feet jump shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, he doing he's doing something your center should be doing. Mm-hmm. So so for you not to bring him back, that says more about you than it does about him. It's personal with you. Yeah. And, and I think and I think that this this year, Mike D'Antoni is going to have to take a a, a look at himself. I think this is his year to do a self-evaluation. Because if they extend him, if they give him a new contract, he's not going to change. They're going to have to make him coach for his job this year, which I think that Tillman Fertitta should do. If you look at, at the owner, Tillman Fertitta of the Rockets, he inherited Maury. He inherited Mike D'Antoni. These aren't the people that he brought in. These are the people that was always there. And if anybody knows anything about uh, Tillman Fertitta, he's a shrewd businessman, and it's all about the bottom line for him. He's also he's from Vegas. He's from Vegas. Yeah, he's also very competitive, so he wants to win. And he don't want to hear no excuses. He don't want to hear none of that other stuff. If you can't get the job done, he's going to get somebody in there that can. Now, Mr. Town Business, you are also a Warriors fan, a Warriors fan. What does this trade and, and this signing of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George do to the Warriors' chances of running it back? God bless you, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to need a mojo, a Buddha, and Jesus all on the same page right now. Uh, to be honest with you, BB, I think the one eight seed probably just flipped from the Clippers being that – no, yeah, from the Clippers being the eight seed last season and the Warriors being the number one seed overall last season. Um, I think that the roles have legitimately flipped. Um, I know that they kind of retooled just due to the injuries with uh, Clay and KD moving on to greater pastures. You know, they signed D'Angelo Russell. Now, something – and I'm just going to put it out there – Something tells me that D'Angelo Russell is not going to be staying there um, the whole duration. So I, 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 there's, a, there's a gut feeling in me, kind of like I had one last night, 
that says that he might be on the move. Now, if I was the Warriors, you know, the Warriors have done some pretty good moves. You know, they were able to get Willie Carly Stein out of Sacramento, who, you know, who's a guy who can give you 12 and 8, can kind of defend that um, outer pick and roll um, as well. So the Warriors, you know, you can't necessarily really count out the Warriors, but I don't see the Warriors being a championship contender. I think that they'll give any team in the playoffs a, a run for their money, but I don't see them. I mean, it's going to be hard just trying to beat uh, – a a, a a a Portland team without uh, without Clay Thompson for the most most of the year. Um, if I'm Clay Thompson, I might have to redshirt this year just to be on the safe side that his ACL, you know, is fully operating. I know they're talking about he can come back as early as anywhere between January and February, but you know, but, you know, Clay Thompson is is one of your key cornerstones, and that's somebody that you know you don't want to rush back from injury. I know Christopher Singers didn't even play at all last season. We all saw what happened to Derrick Rose, so you know, ACLs, you know, they ain't nothing really to be played with. So. We'll see what ends up happening, but I, I really just – it's going to be interesting to see, you know, I think a lot of the uh, Warrior fan base needs to be patient, and they got to realize that, you know, you can't win them all, but also you're going to have to see that, you know, you're going to like – I think you said this a little bit earlier, BB, that uh, you'll see a lot of uh, player load management between Draymond Green and yeah. uh, Steph Curry this year, man. There's going to be a lot of load management. There's going to mm-hmm. be a lot of load management on that that Clippers team as well. Now, one, one, one name that I want to throw out there, and Chris, I want to get your opinion on this, is – Boogie Cousins is still available. Does do the Rockets make a run at him now? I'm just about to ask you about that because I heard that I heard that the um that, that a lot of teams are kind of scared to sign the Boogie Cousins because of his of his injury and uh, defensive liability and the way and the way he looked as defensive liability and the way he looked when he played with the Warriors. How his game was sporadic, how he wasn't able to step up on his pick and rolls, how the Rockets were able to kill him that first game but the second game he's knocking down that jump shot so um how the Rockets were able to kill him that first game and how other teams were able to get him in the pick and roll the Rockets to some respect too getting a pick and roll with Chris Paul and killing them off the off, off uh screens and uh and crossover dribbles going around him so I don't know but I, I I hope what I hope the Rockets do I hope that the Rockets can pick up a boogie cousin on a low contract because he's he, he's not the same player he used to be. Mm-hmm. Don't try to give him a, max uh, money. a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Give give him a, like like the Warriors did last year, like a five four million dollar contract. Really better leagues minimum. And then go try to trade for Iguodala. I told Iguodala. Iguodala. Back on this again. Listen, I, told I ain't got. The, I, I, listen, look, hold on, look, Chris. Look. I ain't got no problem bursting the bubble of you Rockets fans every time y'all bring up old Iggy. Iggy is old, bro. Y'all don't need him. It's just y'all gonna no. give a bunch of load management games as well for him to come but in. I don't want how many Iggy. three point Iggy is not a three point shooter. Are you telling me Mike D'Antoni's gonna change? I don't the want Iggy. I don't want Iggy to play. I don't. I don't want him because of his game. I want him because he's been there before. The Rockets don't have anybody who's been there before on that team. Okay. Okay. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say the exact same thing I said on my podcast earlier last week. Y'all brought in Scottie Pippen for his championship pedigree too. After winning his six championships, how did that work out for you when you teamed him up with uh, Charles Barkley and in a, in a lot but of? We didn't, but wait a minute though. We didn't bring in Scottie. Well, now, now wait a minute. Let's get some revisionist history here. We didn't bring in Scottie Pippen for his championship pedigree. Not only that, we brought him in for his game, but we played him the wrong way. Scotty Pippen still had game. The Rockets trying to turn him into a, a three-point shooter, a set three-point shooter. Stop, stop, stop. What do you think the Rockets are going to do to Iggy? 
<laughs> they're gonna but, do the exact. Hey, Miss Dabby, is that my wrong? Want, they gonna do the exact but, same thing? But again, I don't want Iggy because I got Daniel House, I got Gerald Green. I don't need Iggy to play. I just need him to rub some of that championship pedigree off on my team. What did Pippen bring to the? What did he rub off after winning six championships and playing with Michael Jordan? He uh, all he did was rub some Rockets, icy hot on Charles Barkley's knees and, and caught him a fat pig. <laughs> the Rockets needed the Rockets needed Scottie Pippen to score. The Rockets needed Scottie Pippen to be a player. The Rockets, I mean, the, the this Rockets team don't need Iguodala to be a scorer. Bro, you on a nine? They don't need point... Iguodala for nothing, really. He's a nine point three points a game uh, in his career in the playoffs. He did not hit a, a shot a... In, in this year's and... Western Conference Finals and the Finals. He did not hit a three pointer for five games. Then he went a... eight for thirty three. Combined in the Western Conference Finals and in the Finals, you don't need him, Mr. Talbot. You, you are a Warriors fan. Say, hold on, wait, hold on, say. wait, hold on, Mr. Town Business is a Warriors fan. Chris, I'm gonna come back to you, Mr. Town Business. You a Warriors fan? You watch Iggy play every game he's played since he's been in uh, Golden State. Is he still serviceable in a Rockets type offense? No, no, not not in the Rockets type offense when they're running up and down the court, running and gunning, and that you want him to be just basically standing in one of the corners waiting for James Harden just to dribble and drive and kick it out to Iggy. Um, Iggy doesn't facilitate. Uh, Iggy's more of a facilitator, and then he'll cut in, and then he's basically a bailout three. And you know, at that point, you know, we're talking about a fifty-fifty chance of him even hitting the hitting the rim. Let alone this dude's what sixty percent as a sixty percent free throw shooter, if I'm not mistaken. So yes. I I don't think he's gonna be. I I see what CeCe's saying. Like it, it makes a little bit of sense that you bring an adult. You know, you bring the adults into the locker room to give him his guidance, to give you know to to pass pass knowledge around, or what we used to call hip pocket training, and give him different situations. But if you're gonna do all that with Iggy, then just bring him as a special advisor and just put him in a front office role, or just have him in player development. This guy, I mean, he's a great player. But I don't think he's a guy that you can just give him, you know, anywhere between 14 to 17 minutes a game and just expect him to just to be a Daniel House or a, a, a Oscar Rivers or anything like that. Like, Iggy, Iggy's almost like Robert Orr. He ain't going to be coming around until the playoffs. And at that, you know, he's not a, a clutch shooter like Robert Orr was. So, it, 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 you're playing with fire at that point, man. And, and also, Chris, before you respond, that I, I also wanted to say say this. <laughs> The 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 reason why Iggy looks so good the five years the last five years the last five finals with the with the Golden State Warriors is because they run an offense that's built around fluidity. They are fluid in moving. Let's move, keep moving, mm-hmm. and, and we can we can move faster than the defense can adjust. That's mm-hmm. why they end up with a lot of open shots open. because you're trying to you're, you're trying to stop the ball from being moved around. All the same while trying to stop Clay from coming off screens, trying to stop Steph from coming off screens, and you still got to keep an eye on a, a you know, a, on a Kevin Durant. But now that he's even that he's gone, you know that that offense they have three different variations of that offense. That's why when Kevin Durant went down, I specifically asked uh, um, Steve Kerr, I asked uh, Clay Thompson, and I I asked Steve Kerr, Clay Thompson. And I think I asked either either Steph or Draymond, how good did it feel to go back to playing that 2015-2016 uh, style of basketball because you all had to switch 
since Kevin Durant was no mm-hmm. longer there. And they was like, it felt great. That's the great thing about our team is because we can make the, the necessary adjustments. The Rockets offense doesn't have that, Chris. Again, I repeat, we don't need Iguodala to score. We don't need him to uh, – the only thing we need Iggy to do is to guard the wings, play adequate defense, and, and just play adequate defense. That's it because we have scores. We have James Harden. We have, we have Daniel House. We have Gerald Green. We have scores. We have people that score the basketball. We don't need Iggy to score. So what if he averaged nine three-points? Just stay in front of your man. Stop your man from scoring as best you can and pass the ball to James Harden. That's all we need you to do. What position What's up? does Iggy play? Iggy plays a three? Huh? Three. So – who who are the threes in the Western Conference that you think Iggy's going to stop on a nightly basis? I mean, he 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 guards the three to two and the point. Well, who plays the three for the Clippers now? The three for the Clippers now is uh, got is going to have to be Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, either one can Iggy stop them? Can Iggy stop them? I think Iggy's a formidable defender. Now, I don't think anybody can stop a Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. But I think that Iggy is a formidable defender. You're just not finna just go 50 on him. Who plays three I mean, for like the Jazz? The Jazz. Because they, uh, they revamped that lineup. I don't think he can stop any yeah. threes on the Jazz. I don't think he can stop any threes on the Nuggets. I don't even think he can stop any threes that play for the Oklahoma City Thunder right now. I don't think he can stop Gallinari. I, I just I think you still. I, I think he can. I think he. I think he. I think Iguodala is still serviceable on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I think. I think you're selling Iguodala short. He, he's. And I mean. I mean. We're not necessarily selling him short. It's just that Iguodala. I think is going into his thirteenth or fourteenth oh, season no. in the league. He's going into like his sixteenth season. Is it his sixteenth? Is it his sixteenth? Because yeah, he's he's starting in Philly. So yeah, you're right. And then he had to yeah. stop in Denver. So yeah, you're right. So it's probably his fifteenth or sixteenth season in the league. So we're talking about a dude who's got a lot of miles, who's been to five play, five straight NBA finals, also played on the on one of the Olympic basketball teams. So the dude's been playing a lot of basketball. Now, CC, you do bring a good point. Like he is a formidable or respectable defender. But if you're talking about, you know, playing in the Rockets system, we're gonna have a lot of dribbling drives. We're gonna have a lot of ISO ball where you're gonna have to stick Iggy under the corner. Now, it's just the nature of the beast. You saw how P.J. Tucker was able to flourish his game from being a defensive doll and to leading the NBA in the, in the corner three-pointer. It's just part of like, the yeah. shooter. Iggy is a better shooter than Tucker and Shumpert. So, hold Who's on. A shooter? Wait, Ooh. hold on. Ooh. Hey, no, no, not a better corner. Just like he said, no, uh, P.J. Tucker is the best corner three-point shooter in the league. That's hands down. The, that, and that's well, fact. He didn't take a lot of corner threes in the Golden State. He well, didn't take a lot of He didn't go to he didn't take a lot of threes but, regardless. So 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 he make it knock down that corner three consistently in Houston. Here's my thing though. Here's here's the other thing. Uh Iggy has been hurt the last two postseasons. That's He's one a hamstring away, a calf injury away from being out thing. for three weeks. Number two, I mean, he, what no, what are you losing? What is Houston losing? But hold on, Chris. what is Houston losing by bringing Iggy in on the minimum? But wait, hold on, Chris. This, this is what I'm saying. He only played 63. Like two years ago, he played 63 games in a regular season. Last season, he played 64 games in the regular season. And you can you afford to to sit him out in a competitive uh, West like like it is now? Like it's too competitive to take load management games for the Rockets. There's no nights off in the West at all. You can't take a night with off for anybody team, in the West. With, with, with our team, we're having Daniel Houston, Jill Green. He can afford to sit out on a couple of games because you got because you have two you have two dogs. With Tucker, you got, you got two, you got three dogs playing the same position. Basically, you got Tucker, Gerald Green, and Daniel House 
playing the same position. So you can set he can set off for two or three games at a time. And, and Gary, and Gary Clark Jr. You got Gary Clark Jr. too. Don't leave him out. I, mean, I like Gary Clark Jr. Y'all sleeping on Gary Clark Jr. His shot just too inconsistent for me, man. So is Iggy's, but you want him. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, I'm saying that I mean that he's not a good defender, and this shot is too inconsistent. He's 16. If Iggy was 16, he'd be a great defender. I mean, like, I mean, if Iggy was 16. He'd be a great defender. So I mean, this dude is 16 and, can, and can't defend. Well, I'm, I'm going to say it like this, y'all. Let, let, let me say this now. I asked you all about your teams. Let me bring it back into the into my team with this Kawhi Leonard and with, with this Kawhi Leonard and this um, uh, Paul George signing to the Clippers. And once again, you listen to you tune in to the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast. I got Mr. Town Business, the host of the Sports Business podcast, and I got my boy Chris host of the Two Big Dummies Sports Show podcast. Man, listen. Hey, E, let me ask you a question. I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Chris before we got on the phone. Do you? Who was the number six pick in this year's draft? Uh, it was it Cam Reddish? I, I don't know. Who was the number six from pick? Atlanta. In the- it was Cam, it was, yeah, it was Cam Reddish from Atlanta. Who, who was the number six pick in last year? Bro, I don't even know who the first pick was. Uh, what is it? Uh, DeAndre Ayton won number one. Uh, Marvin Bagley number two. Was it Trey Young that won number six? I, it might have been I, Trey I Young to Atlanta. No, it might have been Trey Young. Oh, because he got drafted by Dallas, and then they flipped him for Luka Doncic, and they did the twop. Luka Doncic went number three. Oh, well, then there you okay, go. I so think Trey Young might have been number six next last year. Then. I don't, mm-hmm. So who went, who went number ten three years ago? Bro, you reaching now? All I'm trying to say is, <laughs> all I'm trying to say is this: after, at, listen, after this year, after Zion Williamson went number one, um, John uh, Morant. Uh, Jay Morant went, John Morant went number two, and R.J. Barrett went number three. I don't know who else went anywhere, uh, anywhere except the kid out of Ohio. I can't even remember his name right now. The one that LeBron James and Rich Paul got the million dollar uh, internship with New Balance for three months. That went to the Thunder at number 23, if I'm not mistaken. So, those, all these draft picks that people are saying that Oklahoma City won on don't mean nothing because, one, the talent coming out of the college system sucks now. All you are are and one mixtape. And if you can jump out of a gym, hey, you, then all of a sudden you're, you're the number one pick. Hey, you hype pieces, uh, what I like to call them. Exactly. Number two is... It, the, the the Clippers are going to be good for a very long time. So the with the Thunder having a lottery pick, being in the lottery probably the next two or three years, that that pick, the picks that they're going to get from from the Clippers are going to be what in the twenties. Let me let me. So, look, well, here's the only thing about what here's the only thing about those picks that the Thunder got. They're unprotected picks that go and you they start in 2024. So what is it, 2019? So let's just assume the Kawhi side. No, they got one in 2021 too, right? No, uh, they, they got, got one in 2021. They... So let's just go ahead and throw that draft pick out. And then after that, it goes from 2022, three, they four. Got, they got, hold on. It's, yeah, you're right. You're right. My bad. 2020, 2024, 2026, and something like 2028. So these draft picks are something that we ain't even talking about where the Clippers may even be relevant at that point. I mean, we're talking about a championship pedigree window for the Clippers anywhere being between three to four years. And that's with the, that's with Paul George only having three years left on his contract at whatever he's owed. We're assuming that Kawhi Leonard's going to sign a four-year, $170-something million contract. So you got that. So, I mean, 
it looks bleak right now, but I mean, if you got time to be waiting out around another 10, 15 years, then I mean, these draft picks might pan out well. But they are unprotected if that helps you feel better, man. It don't make me feel better at all because, <laughs> you know, nobody, listen, the Warriors went on a five year run, right? So imagine if they would have made, if they'd have traded their draft picks for, I don't know, let's just say they would have traded three years ago, they would have traded for Anthony Davis, right? And the run that they've been on, what good would their draft pick had have been now? Which is the exact same thing I'm saying about Sam Presti. It the, acquiring all these draft picks and getting under the luxury tax or dropping from what uh 43 million to 19 million or something like that, you know, getting lower by getting rid of Paul George's contract, that don't mean nothing. You're not competitive. You took your team from a potential uh uh a potential top five team in the West down to like the the like a ninth or a tenth seed. That's not even including if you have an injury or if you trade Russell Westbrook. Now, if you are a Thunder fan, you trade Russell Westbrook, they get rid of Russell Westbrook, how long will these fans be waiting for a rebuilding year? The one thing that I've always loved about the Spurs is that they can go through a rebuilding process, a rebuilding phase, and they still make the playoffs, and they still look great because they have a head coach that makes things work. Billy Donovan ain't finna make nothing work in the rebuilding process. So if you are a Thunder fan, you're going to be sitting there. I, I wouldn't – listen, in the next three years, the Thunder may not even be better than Oklahoma, uh, uh, Oklahoma State. Like, oh, the you know, all Roberts University in, in Oklahoma probably could come Lansing in University. and beat them. Shout out to Lansing University. Exactly. They might be out there doing their thing, I don't think. So now, so, so look at what you got. Look at what you got. Oh, go ahead, Chris. I've always told Soros, I thought Bill Dunn was scared of Russell Westbrook. <laughs> if, let's, just say, let's just say they had a traded, let's just say that they had a traded Westbrook and traded uh, 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 George to Toronto. I think that the Thunder might have could have been a better team because he didn't feel like he could coach because he wasn't scared of his players. Dude, I, I think that he's, he's genuinely scared of Russell Westbrook. Like So... So does this? So who did, who was Scotty Brooks was the coach before uh, Billy Donovan, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Yes. So are, are, is this is it a safe question? And I'm gonna ask y'all because y'all out there, you know, in the great great United State of Texas, uh, <laughs> uh, is this is it a, is it is it a safe to say to go out on the limb to say that is it is it time to start looking at Russell Westbrook as he may be uncoachable? I'm not gonna. So say he's here's the thing. I'm gonna say because of his mannerisms. Because his mannerisms, he makes coaches afraid to coach him. You know how you tell some players to come out the game? You know how you tell some players right. to come out the game and they might get right. mad, but they'll come out the game? You right. tell Russell Westbrook to come out the game. He look at you, expletive, expletive. I don't want to come out the game. What you going to do? <laughs> and that's and you know what? And as the Oklahoma City Thunder fan, I've always said that. Now, y'all know that my I, I try not to let my fandom and my professionalism, uh, you know, I, I don't let them bleed over into each other. So I, I will say this on the, on the professional side. I've, I've always said that that's the one thing that that I, I, I always hated about the um, Oklahoma City Thunder was that Westbrook has never had a coach that he respected enough to listen to them. They, they, they need somebody that they need to get somebody in there that's going to tell Russell Westbrook, I don't care if we lose every game. I said, go sit your ass down because I need you in the fourth quarter 
Go sit on that bench. And if you don't like it, then guess what? I don't care. Okay, and if they fire me, I don't care. Listen, I know that that uh, Tom Thibodeau is probably by far one of the worst uh, coaches, general managers, head coaches, general managers they have been. But if I am, if I am the Oklahoma City Thunder, I'm getting because he's the only one that could that, that could tell Russell Westbrook, bro. I don't care nothing about you. Mark I got. I, I, I've coached. I've coached uh, talent way, way better than you. I don't care uh, uh, about. What you say? And look, you see, I got Jimmy. Look, Jimmy Butler didn't like me either. But you think I care? No, I did not care. So, uh, Oklahoma City has never had anyone that was that that would not even Sam Presti doesn't chastise um, Russell Westbrook, and that it has been the problem. When and all that's one of the reasons why Kevin Durant left was because they never had strong coaching. They got when they got rid of Scotty Brooks. He liked Scotty Brooks when they brought in Billy Donovan. He said to himself, "And, and listen, I don't have because I, I always got a preface thing by saying this. No, Kevin Durant didn't tell me this personally, but it seems as if he was like, man, I'm not going to play for no college coach. I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to play for a guy that has you know that 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 has a a college championship pedigree. Which hold on, if you think about it, y'all." Which is probably the exact same thing Kyrie Leonard. I mean, Kyrie uh, Irving said. I said Kyrie Leonard. Kyrie Irving said he's like Brad Stevens. Look, bro, you was great in college, but I played for the one of the greatest coaches in college in Coach K. So you know, you want to come in here and run this college offense uh, system? It's the same thing KD probably said. Like Billy Donovan, you were great at Florida, but this is the pros, bro. Like we do things totally different around here. That's probably why them two linked up. <laughs> well, look, man. Look, it's only a couple of them coaches out there. Uh, Papa, Do- I mean, Popovich is on another team, and and you know how I feel about Popovich, and and uh and 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 uh your boy, they they can hire him, uh Thibodeau, but 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 Thibodeau, like you said, Thibodeau gonna work you like a slave. He gonna work you like <laughs> a slave, like you did like you did in Chicago and burnt them out. He gonna burn you out eventually. So with, with Thibodeau, you gotta take the good with the bad. You got to know that he's going to yeah. burn you out, but you know he's a good coach, too. Yep. But Mark, Mark Jackson, Jackson is out there. Mark, ja- yep. Mark Jackson mm-hmm. will be a good coach for mm-hmm. – uh, you can get rid of the, the Westbrook the, the West whisperer, Cheeks, Mo Cheeks. You can get rid of him, and you bring in Mark Jackson, and I think that he'll respect Mark Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yes, I I, mm-hmm. I I believe that, too. Both of y'all hit the nail on the head with that. I, I think that Mark, if Mark Jackson came in to coach the Oklahoma City Thunder – that would be great. Now, listen, I got to. We got to get ready to get up out of here, y'all. Before I leave, though, I wouldn't be Big Sarge, and I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't say ha 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 ha. In the immortal words of the great Negro poet Cat Williams, you deserve to get seven good hearty laughs off of someone else's pain. Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> 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 Hey, I don't care who starts first. I'll, I'll, I'll end it. One of y'all go first. Hey, my, How do you think that the Lakers are feeling this? Hey, sport? my fiance dad is the biggest Laker fan, and I can't wait till we go out to eat tonight. I'm gonna have so much fun tonight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I'm actually going to the summer league games in about a couple of hours, and anybody knows it's always Laker country out there. 
at these summer league games, bro. I might have to sit there and uh, uh, give them, take them over to the wellness center at my job since I do work at UNLV and let them go sit down and talk to some people over there, man, because I know them boys is sick to their stomach. Yeah, because they just knew it, man. Man, ne- he'll never pick the Clippers over L.A. I, al- man, I always say the most delusional fan base in sports, bro. The most delusional fan base. Uh, uh, so, so what does this say about what does it say about what what does this say about um um LeBron James? And I know and I'm gonna uh, quickly ask this question. What does it say about LeBron James that no star players really want to come play with they, him? The only player that he's gotten to come play with with him is a player that his company represents. Or been traded to or them. Or been traded to them. Look, nobody more out yeah. of the people because LeBron James, it came out, it came out somebody another player mentioned this. When LeBron James wins, he gets the credit, and when he and when he loses, you get the credit. So, <laughs> so, so, why, as a superstar, why would I want to go play with LeBron James? Everything ain't gonna be my fault. Yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of said it last night on social media. I said, I said, if you throw out Chris Bosh, name a player that is name a name an All Star that is signed with with the LeBron James team. I'll wait because Kevin Love was traded. If you really want to be gully with it, be technical. Uh, Chris Bosh was a signing trade deal to the Miami Heat. Uh, Kawhi Leonard or uh, Kyrie Irving was drafted in the Cleveland uh, by the Cleveland Cavaliers the year before, if I'm not mistaken. So and even he they, wanted to leave, and he wanted to leave, and they traded Andrew Wiggins away. So name, like I said, I wait. I, we can sit here all day until we sit there and got to do whatever it is that we got to do. Name me an All Star player or All Star caliber player that is willing to say, you know what, LeBron, I'll raise my right hand. And I'll go ahead and play with you because Jared Dudley don't count, JaVel McGee don't count. Like there's there's not an All Star player. Oh, don't forget that All Star Contavious Caldwell Pope. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And JaVel McGee, McGee, yeah. So, so I we, Quint, they got Quinn Cook though. They, they got, got Quinn they got Quinn Cook. Yeah, they. Uh, who's another player that's out there? Uh, I think they said the resign Lance Stevenson, uh, Guitar Hero. So, you know, they might bring back Rondo, get Michael Beasley back in there. Hey, man, they're going to sit there and have a whole bunch of these. Hey, but they're going to win the championship because they got Anthony Davis. If, yeah, he plays six, if he plays more than 60 games, yeah. They're going to win the championship. Can Anthony Davis play more than 60 games? And I'm including the playoffs, too. Like, are we are we talking about 60, 60 legit games? Can LeBron play more than 60 games? <laughs> can that, so, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Can they really afford player man load management for games? Because there's nowhere to hide in the West, bro. You and cannot look, hide not one through sixteen in the West. And look, me and LeBron share a birthday. I'm very, I'm, 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 I'm very, very close to my Capricorn brothers. <laughs> man, we, we we about to throw LeBron. That's a lie, I'm a Capricorn, and we argue every day. <laughs> hey, we about to throw LeBron out the fold, man. <laughs> hey, look, and LeBron James is my greatest. Is my greatest of all time. But look, y'all, y'all know how I do this. I got to get this in before we go. I got to get my Article 15 in. All my Vietnam veterans, welcome home. Germany, good night. All my active duty military personnel that's downrange, good night. It is now time for Big Sergeant's Article 15. And guess who's going to get that today? Mm. Big Sarge, come get this work. All the time you have been bashing Lakers fans about how sorry they are, how, <laughs> how they haven't made the playoffs in six years, and how they're not going to get Kawhi Leonard, and you are going to take pleasure and in, in, in delight in bashing the Lakers fans. You even went, went so far as to be petty enough to do a eulogy. You dressed up in, in two ties <laughs> and did a eulogy 
for the Lakers season on last year. You could not wait for Kawhi Leonard to sign with, with whoever he was going to sign with uh, outside of the Lakers. And what happened? Now look at your ass. The Thunder <laughs> that lost Paul George too. You see what they say? Karma is a mother, right? And revenge is a dish best served cold. I don't know which one of you Lakers fans was out there praying on my downfall. <laughs> I don't know which one of you Lakers fans was out there waiting on me to be all uh, uh, sad face and mad and, 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 and look like I got my I got the boo-boo face on. But it worked. I can't believe that Kawhi Leonard has taken my joy away. Do you know how much I could not wait for him to sign with either the Raptors or the Clippers so I can make this long three-minute video about how the Lakers will never, ever be back, how they will never be prominent again, how you can keep those 16 rings for the rest of your life, how I wanted to say that 2K – wouldn't even allow you to load up the Lakers because y'all didn't have enough players. <laughs> I, w- I could not wait to talk about how you couldn't even build yourself and put it on the Lakers because they say you got to have at least five players to have a team. Like, I could not wait. And then what do I wake up to? Kawhi Leonard has taken the best, one of the best players from the Thunder. You know who I blame for this, E? <laughs> Drake, it's all your fault, Drake. You light-skinned god, you have taken my joy away. You ran Kawhi Leonard out of Toronto to the Clippers, and he's like, you know what, PG, do you love me? Are you riding? Say you never ever leave from beside me. You took Paul George too. You know what, Kawhi Leonard? I hope that you are sitting between Laquisha's legs, getting your hair braided. And all of a sudden, she put the wrong grease on your hair, and you get alopecia. <laughs> I can't stand you, Kawhi Leonard, but you're so good, bro. Like, you are one of the best basketball players ever. But you came in, and you raided my team. I can't, I Listen, I hope you had a summer league game, and you come around the corner, and you got to look out of, out of Russell Westbrook, because he will fight. He will fight anybody who is the same age as they daddy. <laughs> We'll fight you. I'm telling you right now. Tell me that Russell Westbrook does not look like he, he him and his daddy could have been on uh, Don't Be a Menace While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood. Wasn't the daddy the same the daddy was yeah, The daddy was younger than the son. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Read me a bad time for it, son. Listen, have they forgotten that Russell Westbrook is from Cali, too? He going to go out there. He done probably caught a jet right now, a private jet out there, and he is running around looking for them. He going to fight both of them at the same time. He going to look at Paul George and be like, oh, yeah, you remember when I got you out of that little stripper confrontation that you had? You know, the one you had a baby with a stripper. Then you didn't want her to have uh, the right. First, you wanted her to get an abortion. Then you didn't want her to have the baby. Uh, you wanted all the parental rights, and then you said you couldn't stand her, and then you had another baby with her. You remember I sent you money to get up out of that? <laughs> now look at you. Man, I can't take no more. Uh, Mr. Town Business, tell them where they can find you in, man. Hold on, I got a better song. Just hold on, we're coming home. <laughs> <laughs> you adding salt to the wound? Listen, you know what? That's why, listen, that's why I hope that as soon as D'Angelo Russell gets to the bay, 
he hits up Aisha Curry and be like, hey, big head, heard you needed some attention. Hey, chill, now, man. Chill, let, chill, man. You don't be trying to bring that, don't bring that negative that. energy over here, man. Just leave that over there where y'all at over in Texas, man. We already got earthquakes and everything out here. We don't need, <laughs> we don't need another seismic shift going on out here, man. Anywho, man, my name is Mr. Town Biz, a.k.a. Mr. Eric Compton. You can find me on the Twitterverse at Eric T. Compton. You can find me on Instagram at Money Compton. Uh, the Sports Business Cop Podcast, that's S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S, available on all platforms, wherever you get it at, you big. Man, thank y'all for coming on. Chris, you got any parting words? Oh, man, it's been a, it's been a blast, man. <laughs> Always have fun dogging out the Lakers. Yes, let the church <laughs> say amen. Hey, man, we're going to have to get together and do this again, y'all. I appreciate this. And with that, I'm out. <laughs>